Jesus better than anything else? Um, because he created the world. Being a kid isn't easy. You know you're supposed to be good, and sometimes you feel like you're doing a great job. But then the next minute, you do something wrong again. That's why we need Jesus, and to remember the good news of the gospel every day. Not just the part about when Jesus came to earth, but God's rescue plan from before He even created the world and the hope of living with Him forever so that we can see through every story in the Bible why Jesus is better than anything else and why He wants you to join Him. Hello, my name is Finn the Yellow Tangfish and I am six years old and Jesus is better than anything else because he helps people. Hey Finn, how's uh, it going? Uh, good. All right. Well, I am so excited about our story today because it's another story of God's miraculous provision. There's all kinds of those stories all through the Old Testament of how he's cared for his people, the Israelites. So, are you ready to help me tell it? Yeah. Awesome. Well, if you remember from previous episodes, boys and girls, Naaman was a Syrian army commander who came to Elisha to get healed. Then, later, when the Syrians were warring against the Israelites... And they sent soldiers to kill Elisha because he had kept telling the Israelites where the Syrians were going to attack. God opened Elisha's servant's eyes so that he could see the horses and chariots of fire that Elisha could see protecting them. And God even blinded the soldiers and led them to the king of Israel. They were already blind. What do you mean? I mean spiritually blind. Spiritually blind. Yeah, you're right. And when King Jehoram then obeyed Elisha and fed the soldiers and sent them away, the Syrians stopped fighting the Israelites for a while. Did you say a while? For a while. But later, they surrounded the Israelite city of Samaria. And since there was a famine and the people couldn't go outside the city because of the army. They were, they were starving. That's right. The city was surrounded for so long that, and food was so precious that the people had to weigh out two pounds of silver just to eat a donkey's head. Would you want to eat a donkey's head, Finn? No! Um, no! There was so little food that people had to eat everything. And What do you mean everything? Well, normally they probably didn't eat donkey's heads, just like the, you know, the body. But since they were so hungry, they had to eat anything they could. Even and the sand and the people in the cities that eat the cities? <laughs> <laughs> they, 
They did what they could to survive. And there was so little food that people had to eat everything. And before the famine and the army coming, people could have bought a live horse like to do work for them for less than twice the amount that they had to pay now just to eat a little bit of meat off of a donkey's head. So one day the king of Israel was walking on top of the city wall. And when the king saw that his people were starving, he tore his royal robe. Yeah, and he thought that that Elisha was responsible for it. That's right. So he said, I'll cut the head of Elisha off his shoulders today. If I don't, may God punish me greatly. Now Elisha was sitting in his house, and the elders of the city were sitting there with him. The king had sent a messenger to Elisha ahead of him, but before the messenger arrived, Elisha spoke to the elders. He said, That murderer king is sending someone here to cut off my head. Can't you see that? When the messenger comes, close the door. Hold it shut against him. Can't you hear the king's footsteps right behind him? Elisha was still talking to the elders when the messenger came down to him. No, I can't hear their footsteps. (laughs) The king also arrived. He said, The Lord has sent this horrible trouble on us. Why should I wait any longer for him to help us? Elisha replied, Listen to a message from the Lord. He says, About this time tomorrow, flour won't cost very much. Even 12 pounds of the finest flour will cost less than half an ounce of silver. You will be able to buy 20 pounds of barley for the same price. That's all you'll have to pay for those things at the gate of Samaria. The king was leaning on an officer's arm. The army officer spoke to the man of God and said, Suppose the Lord opens the sky and pours down food on us. Even if he does, could what you're saying really happen? You will see it with your own eyes, answered Elisha, but you won't eat any of it. Now, outside the city, there were four men who had a skin disease. Um, uh, weren't there only three? Nope. Do you know what skin disease they had? Yes, leprosy! Mm-hmm. So those men were at the entrance of the gate of Samaria, and they said to one another, Why should we just stay here until we die? Even if we go into the city, there isn't any food there, and we'll die. But if we stay here, we'll die anyway. So let's just go over to the Syrian army camp. Let's give ourselves up. If they spare us, we'll live. And if they kill us, then we'll die. And so at sunset, they got up and went to, to the Syrian army's camp. They arrived at the edge of it, but no one was there. Do you want to tell them what happened, Finn? Um, they'll, um, God made a noise of, like, 
they thought that um, the king had paid other armies, so they were like, ah! Right. So they, the Lord caused the soldiers of Syria to hear this noise that sounded like ch- chariots and horses and a huge army. And so, like, like you said, Finn, they thought that the king of Israel had hired some other armies to come and fight against them. So they ran away at sunset. They left their tents and horses and donkeys behind. They left the camp just exactly as it was, and they ran for their lives. And so the men who had the skin disease arrived at the edge of the camp, and they entered one of the tents, and there was all this food. So they ate and drank. Then they took silver and gold and clothes and hid some of it. And then they returned and entered another tent. And they took some things from that and hid that also. But then they said to one another, What we're doing isn't right. This is a day of good news and we're keeping it to ourselves. If we wait until sunrise, then we'll be punished. So let's go at once. Let's report this to the royal palace. So that's exactly what they did. They called out to the people who were guarding the city gates and told them, We went into Syria's army camp. No one was there. We didn't hear anyone. The horses and donkeys were still tied up. The tents were left just as they were. The people who guarded the gates shouted the news and it was reported inside the palace. The king of Israel got up in the night and spoke to his officers. He said, I'll tell you what the men of Syria have done to us. They know we're hungry. So they have left the camp to hide in the countryside. They're thinking, we're sure they'll come out. Then we'll take them alive and we'll get into the city. But one of the king's officers said, a few horses are still left in the city. Let's send some men to get five of them. Those men won't be any worse off than all the other Israelites who are left here because all of us are going to be dead soon anyway. So let's send the men to find out what happened. So the men chose two chariots and their horses, and the king sent them out to look for Syria's army. He commanded the drivers, go and find out what's happened. So they followed the trail of Syria's soldiers all the way to the Jordan River. And they found clothes and supplies all along the road. The soldiers had thrown them down when they ran away. So the men who were sent out returned. They reported to the king what they'd seen. Then the people went out of the city and took everything of value from Syria's army camp. So, twelve pounds of the finest flour sold for less than half an ounce of silver, and 20 pounds of barley sold for the same price. That's exactly what the Lord had said would happen. Now the king had put the army officer in charge of the city gate. Finn, do you remember that guy who said to Elisha that there was no way the people could get that much food? Yeah. Even if God opened up heaven? Yeah, the commander. Mm Mm-hmm. Well... When he was in charge of the city gate, the people knocked him down. 
and in the entrance of the gate, he was crushed as they walked on top of him, and he died. That's exactly what Elisha had said would happen. He had said it when the king came down to his house. And what Elisha, the man of God, had told the king came true. Elisha had said, about this time tomorrow, flour won't cost very much. Even 12 pounds of the finest flour will cost less than half an ounce of silver. You will also be able to buy 20 pounds of barley for the same price. That's all you have to pay for those things at the gate of Samaria. So, that's a really sad story for, for that army commander. But such an amazing miracle for all the Israelites as God provided food by making the enemy army think that someone was coming after them. So let's talk about some of the choices that the people made in our story today. Finn, what choices did King Jehoram make in the story? The Israelite king. He uh, thought that Elisha uh, was responsible. Yep. And so then what did Elisha do when the king came to his house? That at this time tomorrow, you will see a a lot of food, but you won't eat a single grain. Yeah, so that's actually what he told the army commander, right? Yeah. Because the captain of the army was like, there's no way, even if God opened up the heavens and just dumped the food out, there's no way that could happen. So what did the four men who were outside the city, those lepers, what did they choose to do? They um, went to the camp. So the enemy camp? Yeah, so they thought they would die, but... Huh? No one's here. Where'd they go? <laughs> so what did they do when they found all the stuff the Syrian army left behind? They were like, hey, hey, hey. But then they were like, hey, we need all this to the palace. That's right. So they cared about the city and the people of the city. So what did God do in the story? Um, he, um... Scared him and like, Wah! who did he scare? The army, the Syrian army. Yeah, yep. So, Finn, we aren't trapped in a city and starving, but do you know what Jesus told his disciples while he was on earth? He said that his food was to do the will of his father. Obeying was a lot more important to Jesus than even eating his next meal. But not everybody in our story today obeyed and had faith in God like Jesus did. It's true that famines come because we live in a world that's cursed by sin. But many times in scripture, the Israelites were punished with things like famines because of their sin. And King Jehoram definitely wasn't following God. He even wanted to kill Elisha because of the famine, right? Yeah, so? But Elisha obeyed God by telling the king that God would provide food for them. The army commander, though, didn't think there was any way that God could provide. And even today, 
There are many people who also refuse to believe in God's provision of salvation and forgiveness of their sins through Jesus. But what did those lepers do? Uh, They decided that they were just going to tell the king when they found those stuff. That's right. They didn't Mm -hmm. keep everything to themselves. They, They wanted everyone to be able to get food. And you know what, Finn? That's the attitude that God can give us as we interact with our friends who don't think that God can really provide for their needs or provide the answer to their need for forgiveness. So I was just thinking, who would you like to pray for today, Finn, that God would help them to repent and trust in Christ for forgiveness? You want to pray for Gobi? How come? So that he can believe in Jesus. Okay, great. Do you want to pray for him now? Yeah, sure. Uh, God, please help Gobi and help him know more about you. Amen. Yeah, Lord, thank you so much for our story today. Thank you that you sent prophets like Elisha to talk about your the your provision. Thank you for the way that those lepers wanted to share the good news of the way you had provided. And thank you for being that provision. I just think about the way the Israelite people were starving in the city. And without you, Christ, we're also starving. And so you're called the the bread and the living water. You are what we desperately need. And so I pray that for the boys and girls, that you would give them chances to talk about how you have been their living water and and that you are the one who gives them the strength to obey and that it's only by your righteousness, Jesus, given through your death on the cross, that they can live a life that's pleasing to you and be your sons and daughters, God. And so we pray that you would give um, the boys and girls chances to share these good things with their friends and that they also would be able to listen well as they are at church and listening to maybe Bible stories that their parents tell them. And so we thank you so much for the good things that you're doing in our life and the good things that you've been doing all throughout history. Amen. All right, Finn. Well, thanks so much for telling our, for telling our story today. Is there anything else you want to share with the boys and girls before you go? Because I think it's about time for you to get back to the aquarium bus. Uh, yeah. Bye. All right, Finn. Give a hug, ladybug. And parents, I just wanted to let you know that Finn and I are going to be taking a break from the podcast for about six weeks while I finish up a biblical counseling course that I've been doing over the summer. So we'll look forward to seeing you again in six weeks.